All right. Welcome back. This is episode 19 of Balancing Chaos with Kelly and Gretchen. And today we're going to be talking about health and fitness and eating and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to let Kelly start first because she has a few. Oh, wait, I have a correction. And then Kelly's going to start. Uh, my our podcast producer is my husband Dave and when he listened last week he immediately texted me to remind me that he has been to Sugarloaf with us he went last year he went on a big long walk and he was surprised that I didn't remember and I didn't so I was wrong he has he says he tries to come once a year which is fairly accurate but he doesn't it, it's once a year and he doesn't ski so maybe that's why I just forgot about it anyway so I have to correct corrections corner right there so now I'm gonna let Kelly wants to clear the air about her food things that she wants to share so go ahead Kelly you start okay so I feel like I've created a lot of confusion with my r- random comments about food and nutrition so I want to clarify my food philosophies and where they all came from I think I talked back in several earlier podcasts about how I was a nurse working on a cardiac unit and I went to see an open heart surgery as part of my training and the person that I observed was in his 30s and it changed my outlook on health altogether. I always have been somewhat mindful maybe since high school but I grew up in a family where my mom she loves mayonnaise and she is she's healthy but she she's not exactly mindful of all the health related rules that I'm about to talk about but so I it's not like I grew up that way but I it became of interest of mine and it's actually a hobby I read nutrition books all the time I rarely this is why I rarely rarely read fiction because I enjoy researching food and health and how food affects health um so this is, these are the philosophies I follow. And I also want to say that there was a time when I was really, when I first became extremely passionate about nutrition that I didn't, that I was so severe that I had no wiggle room. So if I came over to your house and you offered me something that was against what I believed to be healthy based on my research, I would say no. I'm not going to eat it and I just wouldn't eat it. And then I realized after I took all the wellness coaching training that that approach is actually quite dangerous for so many reasons but one of them is that people who are extremists if they don't have a real health reason to avoid certain foods they it's it's less encouraging to others around them to make positive changes because it's like oh well who do you think you are you know what I'm Mm -hmm. you know what I mean okay so basically I try to follow the 80 20 rule so 80 percent of the time uh, we all eat very healthy, but I will eat a whoopie pie or cake or something like that if I'm out. Where was it? You just you just texted yeah. us all a picture of a whoopie pie. Where I was at a basketball game. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it was and like, but it was like it was a what? massive whoopie pie. Although I shared it with everyone around us, but I, right. I'm not against sweets or and my kids. I let my kids go to McDonald's, so it's not it's not that I'm an extremist in that way. Okay, so. First and foremost, planning is one of our key, I really believe in. And what we do is it's it does take a while to make the menu and shop, but I always try to make a really easy lunch, even though it's an upfront investment in on Sundays. We'll make like a huge soup or one meal and then we'll portion it off into all the lunch. Um, the I have these Pyrex glass containers so that you can easily heat it. And they're all in our fridge. So when it's time to pack lunch, you just grab one. And then I just feel like that's it. Not only saves me money, but a lot of time. Because I don't have to think, oh, what am I going to have for lunch? And pack a lunch or buy a lunch. And also, um, it's healthier. Okay, so I don't like any food additives. I there If you look on the back of the ingredients in food... You won't even recognize some of the ingredients that are in there. And, you know, this is kind of extreme, but you wouldn't go suck the back of your tailpipe of your car. Yet, some of the things we ingest... There was a long pause there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the things we ingest are equally as harmful. And there's tons of studies about linking chemicals to precocious puberty and the way, you know, hormones and 
um, that we feed animals so they'll, they'll grow faster than normal and then we eat those and how it affects children's health so I'm t- I don't like food additives I like to eat everything in its basic form so thing food that came from nature I believe is great but you know things like fat-free cheese if you ever look on the back of what it is it, it's not even cheese it says the ingredient will be cheese-like substance <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not making this up. So I like to eat everything's basic form. I yeah. So I don't like to ha- eat foods pretending to be something they're not. Fat free a lot of times is not actually food. It's just a whole bunch of sugar or chemicals recreated into right. something. <clears throat> right. Um, I primarily try to focus on plant based diets only because I've read a lot about um, inflammation. And also just our food industry is so corrupt. What about Chick-fil-A? I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chick-fil-A. I think it's delicious. Um, but again, I wouldn't eat there every day. I think that I think that's a big key is that anything in moderation is fine. But the primary basis of the diet, I try to do as much plant-based as possible. Um, for meats, I do like to try to get locally sourced grass-fed um, and because if you watch, there's quite a few, what the health, if you watch that. I haven't seen that, no. Okay. In Defense of Food, these are, this is a book. Um, it really talks about our corrupt meat society. Do you find it, uh, easy to find that here, even though we're in like, oh, yeah, central Maine? Is it easier because we're in central Maine, do you think? We, if you get, we have a lot of awesome farms around here, so you can get meat directly from them. And I am able to find this at Hannaford. Um, it's, I, the reason why I miss Whole Foods so much is because they do a lot of this research for you. So they have, I think it's 24 ingredients that they've banned from food uh, that they won't even sell. In their, if, they, if the food has this ingredient, they won't even, like high fructose corn syrup, they won't even sell a product in their entire store that has high fructose corn syrup. So I felt like it took a lot of the guessing. I wonder and, if that changed when Amazon bought it, because I've been seeing posts or like they're they're having empty shelves. Have you seen this stuff about Amazon's no. purchase of Whole Foods? They're finding empty shelves. And I saw one that was a display of the beer section and it was all like Bud Light, Miller Light. And it was really? so, it was not like local craft beers. It oh, was I'm surprised. Commercial beers. So there's been a lot. So like the Whole Foods, I'd be interested the next time you go to how it, what the experience is like for you. But that was just, I, I had, hmm. I'm taking a marketing class and that's one of the ones that came up. So. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I was just there last month and it was, it, the only difference is that they had Kindles and <laughs> Amazon Fire tabs in the middle of the store, which seemed really odd to me. But I will check that out. That was one of the fear of among the Whole Foods lovers is that Amazon was going to reduce the quality because mm-hmm. everyone argued about the cost, but part of the cost is because it they really did aim to sell the highest quality food. Right. Which is sad, and I think that's a fundamental flaw in our society and our right now in the United States is that our food and the way we regulate food and the food we sell and advertise and promote across schools anywhere where people congregate, nursing homes, etc. It's not high quality. And then we wonder why we are among the least healthy nations right. in the country, yet we spend the most on health care. Right. Oh, don't even get me started on that. Okay. <laughs> I think I just did. So I don't, um, I don't like anything with added sugar, like um, the fruit with in syrup. It has probably 20 grams more sugar mm-hmm. than just eating fruit naturally that's one of my problems with school lunches is that all the fruit is in syrup so i don't like i try to avoid that i don't we don't i don't buy anything with high fructose corn syrup hydrogenated oils um i try to reduce dairy uh, just for me it's really inflammatory and it uh i have negative health effects from it um i really love it's actually fun for me to try to take a a, a recipe and then swap out ingredients to make it healthier to, and, and it's not about do you have an example of that like uh well i have that a, worked yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i i used to do this with bread and my husband my poor husband he must have made this bread 20 times and it was flat every time he's getting so mad at himself he's following the recipe to a t and then one day i said i mentioned that i modify recipes and he was so mad at me. He said, Kelly, do you understand that baking has chemistry behind it? And so it was my fault because I think I took out, 
I took out something that caused it to rise. It was something like <laughs> egg. It was like an egg and a baking powder or something. Anyway, um, but tons of stuff like heavy cream. I all substitute for almond milk and and at first it's a shock if you don't eat this way. But for us, you don't notice. I don't notice any difference because we we frequently eat. Um, like I only buy almond milk, mm-hmm. unflavored, non extra sweetened almond milk. And that's one, I mean, almond milk has so many health benefits. And then, they, it, of course, it's a lot less uh, lower in calories. And it just doesn't have the inflammatory process like the uh, effect like milk for me. Um, we, I try to mostly drink water. We don't have dry, but drink um, juice, although I have a confession. I've had to start buying organic apple juice for the kids' lunches because my son is obsessed with chocolate milk because all the kids drink it and he really wants to have chocolate milk he wants me to buy him chocolate milk for school so I made a compromise with him because the orange juice the apple juice has um the one I bought I think has eight grams of sugar but the uh, the chocolate milk is like 22 it's like your entire daily intake of Mm -hmm. sugar in one chocolate milk so I, I have had to start doing that um like we try to we do things like for pasta we have pasta but then sometimes we'll replace it like last week I was talking about with like the spiralized um sweet potato you can also do it with zucchini uh, and that's really fun because it makes it more nutritious um we try to limit eating out because foods out have a lot more sodium which isn't good for James's blood pressure in particular (laughs) um I I don't like anything with dyes like red dye number four yellow dye etc I try to I never buy anything with dyes in it. And this is why shopping until you know what products are good takes a while because um, you got to read all the ingredients. And then I really like to have cooked food. So like even cookies or anything like that, I make those all the time, but I cook it from scratch because that way you can control the ingredients. You don't have fake chemicals in there. Um, And then in terms of organic unfortunately since we moved here I've had to buy many more organic foods than I want to because they're so much more expensive typically I just try to buy the dirty dozen so there's a dozen foods that have the most chemicals like I know spinach is one of them and strawberries for example so I'll buy those in organic but the rest of it typically I'd buy non-organic because it's less expensive but the food options here at Hannaford aren't as for all those other rules that I like to follow like without dyes and added right. chemicals etc it's actually quite hard to find them without buying the product in organic so I've actually spent more money moving up here at Hannaford than I was spending at Whole Foods so it's it's not it's a little frustrating but it's all right so and then some books that are really great are food rules this book is so easy it probably take like 20 minutes to read it's great common sense food um, in defense of food, I already said that. I read several superfoods books, which I find very interesting because it, it's all about the foods with the most nutrient benefits. Um, so it's like you could eat an apple that probably has 400 health benefits or you could eat a 100 calorie pack junk and you're going to be hungry in five minutes and you're going to want to eat the whole box. Or if you eat an apple, you'll actually be satisfied and it'll be giving your body health benefits. It's not about calories or weight loss. It's about giving your body health benefits and nutrition benefits to fight off disease and keep yourself feeling healthy and productive. Um, Also, I've read recently, I've read a lot on the Engine 2 diet, which is a plant-based diet. And that's a really interesting book. It has a lot of research about um, the benefits of plant-based diets and we've even heard of recently stories of people with advanced cancer and they talk about this a lot in the book with research um, going to a plant-based diet and in addition to the other treatments uh, medical treatments have actually been able to reduce their tumor size and the I've heard that visit that oncology teams down in Boston are actually recommending plant-based diets of course they can't go it's controversial because they're not going to make money off people eating plants this is where i get really irritated um so plant engine 2 diet that's a great book um what the health which is on netflix which is an awesome documentary that kind of explains why i try to follow all these things um and then environmental work group has a list of the dirty dozen uh, foods with the most chemical um 
pesticides. But I try not to be annoying about it. I, <laughs> I know that some people probably... I just picture you going through this like at a... I don't like my friends who are servers and they'll be like okay and they're like okay well I have I'm you know I have a dairy allergy I'm just picturing you going like well I need to avoid red dye number four all artificial flavors all artificial colors yeah (laughs) so I don't when you go out you're not like that I don't go out to I don't do that at a restaurant I just don't worry about I'm not as I used to be really strict about it because I was almost obsessed but now I'm much more relaxed like I would eat nachos at a restaurant I do try to avoid chain restaurants though because their standards of food are much lower because they're often less expensive too than let's say novio where we went the other night i mean that was real food mm-hmm. you know yeah so do you think i'm crazy i don't think you're crazy <laughs> the- she's made fun of my kids snacks quite a bit no i haven't made fun of your- i made fun of the fact that they're shaped like an owl <laughs> that was just for christmas and then- i'm gonna do that for valentine's day too so was it just christmas week that they had yes oh i thought it was like every day you'd come up with a oh, new like no Oh my gosh, no, 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 no. So she had, I posted pictures on on the podcast, but it was like, and there was an owl, and then there was a Santa Claus, and there was a reindeer, and I was like, and so I actually posted, and I said, my kids had hot lunch, and it looked like hot lunch. (laughs) (laughs) So um, some of those things we avoid, Mm -hmm. a lot of them we don't consider, really. And so, for instance, I don't like, I don't like fat-free stuff. So the milk that we have in our fridge right now is... A jug of whole milk and a jug of unsweetened vanilla almond milk. Yeah. And we use the almond milk. The only thing I use it for is, and the only thing it's used for is for breakfast cereal for me or for Ingrid because she doesn't like whole, like real milk. <clears throat> so those are the milks that we have. And with butter, we have real butter and we have it in a, do you have a, do you, you probably don't use much butter because you avoid dairy, right? Yeah, I do try to avoid dairy, but it's just for me. I'm not... Well, We do use real butter. So one of the things that always bugged me about real butter when I didn't use real butter and I would use spreads is just that it was always so hard and was hard to spread. But the... This is a... this I'll add this, and it's not my favorite thing this week, but I got a butter bell. Have you ever seen a butter bell? No. So you pack the butter in, and you put cold water in the bottom, and you flip it over, and it sits in the water, and it keeps your butter perfectly spreadable at any temperature, and you Ooh. leave it on the counter. And I then gotta it, get one of those. And it's awesome. So it's like perfectly creamy, spreadable butter, $8 on Amazon, hmm. and so it's real butter. Um, I don't I don't choose organic. I don't look for organic. I know that I end up with organic stuff, like uh, at BJ's, the spinach that we get for our salads only comes in organic and the big boxes at Hannaford are only organic so that's when I buy them but I don't choose them but my sister like you you and my sister would sit together and be like oh my god if you and my sister went through my cupboards you would be like I can't believe you're still alive (laughs) (laughs) but no I've thought that before about so many people and I and it's not judgy but I'm like my dad's house sometimes I go there and I'm just like oh my gosh you're just gonna collapse on me because some of the yeah. <laughs> some of the food choices are just and it's not about weight. I right. think that's the most important point. It's not about calories. I don't care how much you're eating, but it's just the quality. Right. But it's surprising. I mean, we are very unhealthy as a nation, but it's it does surprise me that people feel as good as they do, considering how bad yeah. the food is. Yeah. Whatever. There's probably like a million societal and economic reasons for that mm. to happen mm-hmm. um the so i so i don't i don't get picky about that we have it so that breakfasts are sort of automatic and lunches dave makes our lunches every day and makes us a salad i was eating it when you got here and i'll finish it when you leave but we have so he makes the salads um the kids take like a peanut butter sandwich and fresh raspberries they love fresh fruit like that frozen blueberries because those are hard to get in season so like Ingrid will love to eat frozen blueberries because by the time she eats them they're no longer frozen uh <clears throat> what else applesauce which is not homemade um things like that that's what they end up taking cheese sticks I also don't like the fat-free cheese fat like if it's gonna be cheese I want it to be cheese right I want it to be real cheese real food um and not it, ice cream which so you don't do dairy but one thing to look for, even when you're buying treats, when you look at the ice cream, a lot of them now will say frozen dessert treat or something. And it doesn't say ice cream because it doesn't have enough 
milk to be ice cream. Oh, interesting. So Giffords is one that is still ice cream. I love, and that's the problem. I love ice cream. And Giffords is my favorite place. I love that place. But it makes, it doesn't settle well with me. Mm-hmm. I really shouldn't eat it. Right. But I do on occasion. I do. I love Giffords. So, so the reason, so this topic came up because at my work, so this is audio, so you can't, we have faces for audio. Well, Kelly doesn't. Kelly could be on TV. Could be a great TV oh, host. <laughs> I would love to be a news reporter. <clears throat> I can see you doing it you, with the mic. It'd be so fun. Um, but so my workplace is starting up a Weight Watchers program. And so I, the same day that we started discussing a possible tropical vacation with my family, there was this Weight Watchers meeting. And I was like, well, this is good timing. And so I went and I went to the meeting and I think we're going to run it and I'm going to do it. And I have done it before. When I After I quit smoking, I gained a lot of weight. If I could just smoke, I think I'd be fine. <laughs> But I don't know how that would work for my health benefits. <laughs> Kelly, can you, maybe you can clarify. There but, is. There <clears throat> actually are some articles that say, I shouldn't say this. This is terrible because I would never want to endorse smoking. But obesity is almost as negative of a health effect as smoking. So I might as well just smoke. <laughs> no, don't <laughs> What smoke. if it's organic smoking? I think what if <laughs> we could find a way to make smoking healthy. Yeah. So and I totally believe it, but I totally I gained weight after smoking and I and I also and like and also I feel like turning 40 really like everything shifted around and it just became everything became so much harder. So so after I quit smoking, I lost weight before I got married doing weight watchers and I then I and I've gone back and forth at different times and so now I'm like all right, I need to go back and my motivation is 100% not about it's not about looking good in a bathing suit on a tropical vacation right it's about chasing after my kids on a tropical vacation it's about just being healthy like it really is about that but it is it is also really hard when it is i feel like there's also um have you seen the research like about uh i'll have to find this one but have you seen the things about like uh fecal transplants no. have you ever heard about that no no so <laughs> So fecal. Well, tell me more. <laughs> Maybe you're calling it something different. Well, it's about your gut bacteria. Oh yeah, yes. Okay. So then, so one of them is. So there was this one thing where this, a woman who was very thin had a fecal transplant from a woman who was very overweight, and like she gained like forty pounds because it shifted her gut bacteria. And I feel like, and so that was like, you know, what they were saying is that there's more to this than just what you eat and what your body is and all of that, like Definitely. all the probiotics and all that kind of stuff. And that there are people who are just always going to struggle with it. And there was this great article, and I'm going to post it, that was written by, her name is Cassie St. Ange, and she wrote it a few years ago, and she was talking about when Oprah bought Weight Watchers. And she was saying, look, Oprah has all the money in the world. She could hire people to feed her whatever she wanted. She could hire cooks. She could have someone else. Because when I when I look at your list of what you avoid in the grocery mm-hmm. store, and I know that you've done it enough that you know exactly yeah. that your shopping trips are automated yeah, now. Right. But I'm like, I would die in a Hannaford. <laughs> I would be reported missing. And they do find my friends and I would be three feet in the door going, I don't know, it's red, but it's natural red and it's organic, but it's also, oh shit, I don't know. So so Oprah could like not even have to think about it and right. just wake up every morning and be served exactly what she needs to maintain. A, but even she still sucks at it Mm -hmm. like she still fights with it and so i'm kind of like you know and maybe this is just like the the thing i'm gonna bear my whole life but whatever so i'm so i'm still gonna do the weight watchers thing i was actually saying to a friend i said you know i said part of it is you know there's like and 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 weight watchers have i feel like they have good i feel like they have good nutrition backing up their plan would you agree yeah so in terms of all the diet diets, I hate the idea of diet. Weight Watchers would be the only one I'd ever recommend to anybody because even though I just read off a list of all the things <laughs> I try to avoid, <laughs> I don't like anything. I I know this is going to sound um, hypocritical. Hypocritical? Well, we'll find out. Continue and but I'll tell you if you're right. I don't like extreme diets where you have to eliminate yes. full food groups yes i try to reduce dairy because of health reasons that's like why i reduce clams if i have a clam i throw up so i don't eat clams exactly so i do reduce dairy because of health reasons and then all those other um rules are more around the type of food it's not that i would i would 
avoid a cracker altogether. It's just that I would I don't want them filled with crap. So, but a lot of diets are so extreme. They want you to totally eliminate full food groups or like Jenny Craig, although I've had friends do Jenny Craig and have it be very successful. I hate Jenny Craig because it's so these meals are packed with so much sodium or um, even the frozen dinners for even the Weight Watchers frozen dinners are concerning to me. But I know it's it's better sometimes to for convenience. I know you've got to balance all of these things. But right. Weight Watchers is like, hey, you know what? You can eat what you want, but you just got to portion control. Basically. It kind of was kind of like you need a budget, like just. Yeah. Take a minute and think about this. And so the other thing that I think is good for me or and I and I said I was telling my friend, I said, so I said the other part is that when there's a whole group at work that's doing it, then there's a certain amount of shame if you like mm-hmm. head to the grill for a muffin at two in the afternoon that I said, and I have no shame admitting that. And then I was like, so I have no shame admitting that shame is a motivator in a group weight loss work situation or something. Well, I mean, the effect of social of your social group. There's a lot of research on this uh, social contagion. So you're more likely to be, to smoke, to be overweight, any, basically any variable if you're con- directly connected to someone else who does or does not do that. And this is my argument about the school and I know I've gone off on it and been shut down <laughs> and I understand why, but at the same time, it's like my kid who is six years old and never had chocolate milk but suddenly he goes to school and everyone's drinking chocolate milk. Now he begs for chocolate milk every night. But it's really not healthy for you. Like he'd drink regular milk. But now because everyone else is drinking chocolate milk, he wants to drink chocolate milk. So, I mean, I think that health behaviors go positively or negatively depending on your social group. So absolutely, workplace wellness. That's why workplace wellness programs were heavily funded with Affordable Care Act because the theory is... The social they contagion. Although they're finding the theory isn't. Oh no, they're not working. But you yeah. know, I believe they're not working. You know why I believe they're not working? Because I don't believe that people who are running them are educated enough mm. on population health and what actually works and doesn't work. I think it's all backward. That's, well, that could be its own podcast. Well, there was this whole thing that one thing that came out at our wellness um, is through our health insurance company, and it has these seven. You can earn. They were like, if you earn five points, we're going to enter you for. Uh, a gift certificate if you earn seven we're going to enter you twice for the gift certificate or whatever and I was like sweet I'll do it Uh, you know and it was like these little online classes that were wicked stupid yeah so one was like how to shop at the grocery store and I I, like there was a video and I was like I'm just going to take the quiz because I bet I know and it's all the shop on the periphery Mm -hmm. avoid processed foods Mm -hmm. like no shit so I did that but then like another one to get a point was a four week how to quit smoking and you had to quit smoking but I was like I can't earn the point because you I already quit, quit smoking 20 years ago. Right. So it was kind of like this. So, but I feel like they didn't even look at what the options were. So no one, the only person who's going to be able to get seven points has to currently be overweight and a smoker and quit smoking and do the weight loss thing. But I was it, like. Uh, the, the interventions for wellness programs are so frustrating because like for mine, you have to meet with a wellness coach or have your annual physical. Okay. Well, having an annual physical is good. For some people, I'm not, I, I, of course I advocate and endorse an annual physical, but I, so I had an annual physical with my OBGYN and my primary care provider in the fall. Well, now we're on a new cycle, wellness cycle. So now I can either do that. Why would I do that again? I just, I, I literally just had one in October. That's overuse of resources. Or you can meet with a health coach. Well, I've never done the health coach one, which I'm going to do this time, but my husband's been doing it, and he's timed the meetings. They they have been as short as two minutes. I mean, how is that helping The other one, health? too, is that sometimes they'll have, they'll have goals that are, you need to set a goal, and like, well, what could the goal even be? Because I already have local, like, and this is, I think this is, I've heard this happen to other people. It's not me, but I'm at a healthy weight. I exercise. Right. I have all my blood levels are good. What am I supposed to do now to improve? And the people who are already in good health don't get rewarded. So it's just a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, no, anyway. I agree. They're targeting, um, they're, it really does target. The goal is to get people not smoking or obesity right. or even chronic disease. So, and I think, and we're diverting a little bit, but I do think this is one of the reasons why Affordable Care Act became so expensive. 
because instead of promoting public health in healthy environments and looking at things that would make a popular school lunch yes school lunch <laughs> um or let's say bringing immuniz- flu immunizations to schools and actually offering it at the school um and promoting things like hand hygiene in the schools. I mean, I'm just I'm really targeting right. the schools right now. But any any place where people congregate, let's get health, let's get access to preventative health and basic basic interventions to where people are. We didn't focus on public health so much. We did focus on quote preventative health, but it was all about what could be billable. So mm-hmm. now all these preventative services that were required uh, to be included under the insurances, uh, people were just getting them. Over and over and over, when maybe you really don't need to have right. these screenings and this and that every day. Maybe it would be better. Maybe we can make a bigger impact if we focus on basic things like hand hygiene and immunizations. Oh, my God. And right now it's flu season. And the... Oh, my God. I'm like... Oh, I'm, and I'm, I'm... The girls have their... The Valentine's Day dad dance on Saturday. And I'm just like, keep it away till Sunday. Just stay healthy till Sunday. This yeah. is like they look forward to this all year. But, but, and yes, with the vaccinations, like get a vaccination. We have a clinic at work, which is awesome. I go down and Dave has a clinic at work and then I have to make an, but I have to make an appointment to take my kids in to get it at the peds office. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you can't do it even at Rite Aid or Walgreens. They won't do ped shots. They only do adults. Oh. So I am fortunate enough that that is not a problem for me. I have the transportation. I have the insurance. I have a primary care provider for my kids. Mm-hmm. All of those things are not givens for people. Exactly. I have the flexibility that if I have to be a little late to work because I took my kids in for a flu shot, that's okay. Mm-hmm. All of those things are, not, are, are, those are all privileges that I have that not everyone does. Whereas if you just said, hey, sign the, pay, sign the waiver. Can we give your kid a flu shot? And you just line them up at school. Boom, boom, boom. Right. I mean, they already, they are, 98% of children go to school. Yeah. And not only that, but they get a ride to school for free. Right. So there's access right. to health care through school if we maximized it. But we've got this weird controversy. I don't know what it is about that the schools just, some schools are, some schools aren't. It's really odd, but they're not as in, we don't have as focus on providing health at school basic health basic basic health and the thing is it could prevent everybody like the more kids who get vaccinated or wash their hands or prevent disease transmission affects positively affects all of us like i remember when i and when i was in school like i'm thinking about this so one of the things in middle school is to do sports school sports you have to have a school a physical and be signed off on by your doctor to have it done mm-hmm. and so the timing like my kids physicals happen over the spring and summer and so knowing that, I just had them fill out the paperwork and just, you just have to do it once. It's on file. It's done. But there were, I know that there was at least one or two of Ingrid's friends who wanted to do a sport with her and couldn't because they didn't have their paperwork. When I was in school, we used to have a doctor come in and do those at school. Yeah, me too. To get the paperwork done. And I wonder, I'm guessing they don't do that anymore. But then you, so then you, and so the, this is like a big diversion. But then if the student, so if a student in sixth grade is therefore forbidden to participate in a sport then they that they otherwise wouldn't participate in then they never participate in it and maybe they never get that love for physical activity blah, blah, blah. right anyway well that's the thing this i think i think the reason why i always go back to school health is because i i have been researching older adults and i guess the epiphany i had through this deep dive into older adult health and this is adults over age 65 and wellness and behavioral wellness and preventing Alzheimer's and all this stuff I realized what are we doing we shouldn't be focusing on this when someone's 65 not that we shouldn't focus on older adult health and wellness this is not what I'm trying to say but I'm trying to say call me an older adult no 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 I said (laughs) over 65 over 65 this is just gonna be our on running our running over 65 but if we poured all our resources into child health we wouldn't need to worry about the number of chronic conditions older adults have and how the heck we're going to fix them let's just think upstream and prevent it from the get-go and it's better for everybody it's better for academic outcomes it's better for societal outcomes it actually protects the health of the entire community because if kids aren't getting the flu then our risk of getting the flu is less and on and on and on it goes so I just don't know why we haven't capitalized on 
the school as a place to intensely promote health and prevent disease. And I think right. that if it had Affordable Care Act had really focused on that, maybe we'd see something different right. with the cost. Because it's still now, it, even with afford- access to healthcare, you still have to drive to a provider. You have to have a PCP. You have to go someplace to get these preventative services. Right. Whereas if we could just offer them, and I mean, think about how low cost that would be. Well, there. So there is a school in our city that does have a dental clinic mm-hmm. in the school, and I and I correct me if I'm wrong, or if you know, this is really me winging it. But I, um, I believe with the Affordable Care Act, and I don't know if that's when they allowed it, but children get dental coverage if they have Medicaid. I don't know if that started with the ACA or if that was already in place. I'm not sure. But adults don't. And so that was one of the things that it's that they've been trying to get that law changed. And with their new administration, they just want poor people to die. So that probably won't happen. But when I had a I had a tour of the of the dental clinics, <laughs> I had a tour of the dental clinics with the leadership program. And they were talking about that and how they have kids. So the the in school dental clinic is in a school that has a high ratio of free and reduced lunch. Students can make an appointment. They go down the hall. They get their teeth cleaned. They get it, their fluoride treatments. They get it all done there with a note from their parent, and they go back to class. Mm-hmm. And making that access has been huge for that population. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it's have a dentist, have an appointment. Just getting there can be a barrier. So having it in class. So the same thing with health, like you know, especially with middle school um, set up, you know, bring in the the clinic to do the the basic health exam mm-hmm. and get parents would I would sign a waiver you know if I had to do me it. too I think parents would do that so it's yeah definitely so the other but the other part so this going back to like the the food and the weight thing um, there's also another article that just came out that I saw that basically said stop thinking about exercise as a way to lose weight and look at it as a way to be healthy mm-hmm. which I totally agree because I'm a pretty active person but I'm still fat. So here I am and I don't, uh, you know, but I still do stuff. But the I also try to stress sort of body positivity and maybe more so because I have girls, but Mm -hmm. I never want my body to be the reason I don't do something, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I saw this woman on Facebook who's older. She's retired and someone was posting about a beach vacation or something and she made a comment and, and said oh I haven't had a bathing suit on in 10 years I can't I'm not going to put this body in one and I just thought oh my god that's so sad and and maybe there's other reasons but the I the gist was I'm I'm too big to swim was the was the gist like I don't want to put on a bathing suit was the idea that I got and I was thinking I always I put like why don't you like they hey we're going to the pool sure I'll go and I might be the biggest one in the pool or of my friends and Bill, I'm, no, I'm in the pool and I'm there and I'm hanging out and I'm swimming with my kids and I go to the lake. Yep. I'm in the water. I'm, I don't flinch at that. My mom also is like that. My mom is also overweight, but she's always talked about it my whole life. She's talked about it. She was every time I talk to her, she brings it up and I'll say, stop talking about it. You're more than this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yep, you're overweight. I'm overweight. You've been overweight my whole life. That's just how it is. But you also ski and walk she walks four miles a day when in the summer and she skis every day in the winter and she goes to the they have a fitness club at the ski place and they go down there and like they're very active very social very healthy and she's overweight but she doesn't sit back and say oh I can't participate because I'm too big you know Mm -hmm. and and I but she but she'll still talk about it so I'm the same way like I don't stand back because I feel like I'm too big or I don't want to be seen in a bathing suit but I also don't talk about it, especially in front of my kids. Like, nope, this is this is my body. And they'll say, and, you know, and as they get older, like they know that I'm I had when Ingrid was like in kindergarten, she came to me and she said, Susie's mom says or Susie told me my mom is fat. Are you fat? <gasps> I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I was like, terrible. Um, I said, I have a bigger body than some people, but some people have bigger bodies than me, but I'm strong and I do. And like, I've always approached it in that, in that everybody's different and this is what mine is. And then Willow loves, she's like, oh, you're so squishy, so (laughs) soft. And she loves, like, I think she would be super pissed if I all of a sudden had like washboard abs. She'd be like, eh, whatever. How am I going to snuggle this? Um, But 
Willa has recently said a few things. She like when she gets really mad at me, she's like, "You're fat," and I'm like, "I am strong and I am healthy, mm-hmm. and everybody has a different body." Is my mantra with them because I don't want them to be to grow up and and feel like there's only one way to be. I want them to be strong and healthy and and feel like their body is strong and can do what it wants to do. Yeah, I I used to be much worse about it um, after Maxwell. So I've. I've never gone back to my pant size that I was at. Please don't say when you were pregnant. Before ca- no, no, no. Bef- before Cameron. Before Cameron. I don't know if it was metabolism or like you were saying that there's a lot that goes into weight. It's not just what you eat specifically. But with Cameron, I gained just the exact amount, the 25 pounds. I, I had lost all the weight within two weeks. But with Maxwell... I gained a lot more weight. I gained over 35 and then I had a wicked hard time losing it. And I, I never went back to the pant size that I was at with Cameron. And I used to obsess about it a lot more. Like I still can feel it if I gain too much weight. And last summer I had a real hard problem because I was taking um, some supplements for my hormone um, unregulated hormone issue and it really made me bloat and I felt very uncomfortable but I have I think I have a much healthier outlook like you know what I'm a mom you don't have to be stick skinny you're not gonna be how you were when you were 22 before you birthed two kids and then breastfed them for two years each you know right and manage all these other things and you don't have as much time I mean, when I used to do wellness coaching before kids, I'd a lot of, almost all the clients were parents. And they'd always come in and say, well, I don't have time to exercise because of my kids. And I used to get annoyed by it in my head. Like, you can't blame this on your kids. That's not fair to them. But I totally see it now. I mean, I still exercise, but not nearly as much as I used to before right. kids. Because we have all these other obligations. Right. And when I, the only way I can exercise is if I go at 5 a.m. Right. Exactly. If I get up Me early too. and leave the kids. And even then, like I'm I'm and I'm like this, I'm literally a fair weather exerciser. So every time we have this podcast, we talk about the weather. So there's a big storm coming. <laughs> if I know there's a big storm coming, I don't have a garage. Also something we talk about in this podcast. <laughs> so I I will not. I'll be like, I'll text my friend and be like, I'm not going to get up and shovel out my car right. at 430 in the morning to go to the gym. And I, I really have to be able to just get up, walk out the door, get in the car and drive to drive to the gym like and so I know that that's like that's super lame but this time of year I just I can't do it yeah um but that's when I can do it and then it's you know and then in summer is easier because you can ride your bike or do you all that walk like walk. I could walk over here in right the summer where I mean it's been or so walking cold. at work one of the actually that too one of the wellness things that they did at work and they did it a long time ago so I hope that they still know that they did this <laughs> but they said everybody got an extra 15 minute break for walking yeah so that you could get up and go for a walk and so in the summer when I'm like when it's nice out and I'm at work um I take advantage of that pretty regularly and take headphones or or if I have a friend we'll walk together and we have a route and we know the routes like there's a mile route and there's like a half mile route and it's nice just to get out I keep sneakers and socks under my desk just to be able to do that which is really nice uh, a nice wellness park and that one's like doesn't cost a thing exactly like it didn't cost anything but just having that freedom of and especially for I mean I'm a salaried employee but for an hourly employee Mm -hmm. if they knew they could get up and take a 15 minute walk an extra one then you know then they they will so Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty good but there's also another uh, there's a podcast that I love called what's a radio show and a podcast that's American Life and they did a great episode that was so it was great and it was called tell me i'm fat and it was all about one woman who had weight loss surgery in her life before and after and one woman who is overweight and then there was one who was roxanne gay who is an amazing writer and she's fabulous but she talked about how there's there's two kinds of fat there's like there's lane bryant fat and then there's not lane bryant fat <laughs> so i do agree with you sometimes i see the ads and people are not at a healthy weight but they look so good right right i i mean i don't get how they look that good well and then there's it's like tight fat or there's you know what i mean yeah well and then there's <laughs> or there's um uh 
her blog is under the Myrna Vader, Myrna Valerio or something like that. I'll, I'll link that one too. And she is uh, an overweight uh, woman who runs marathons and has perf- all of her numbers are perfect, except for that she's overweight and she runs miles and miles and miles a day and she eats healthy and she's like, this is just how I am. My doctor's have looked at it like this is just how I am which leads me which goes back to that thing about gut bacteria and how this sometimes is just how you are Mm -hmm. but she takes a picture every day of her of her runs and she does trail running she does she did a hundred mile trail run and she's strong and she's healthy and everybody has a different body Mm -hmm. so that's so part of it is you know like so doing the Weight Watchers thing at work is just sort of like just to just like you need a budget like okay where am I actually eating my calories here yeah. where are they coming from just whatever's happening and just and i and i am a i am a sucker for a group activity yeah you are. <laughs> <laughs> i like being involved so and so i figured i'd try that and see and see what's going to happen but it's also it's also not you know the other thing too is that i think that and i and i don't think you're like this but i think some people can set up these rules and it almost becomes a, a form of an eating disorder yeah, Would this is agree? what I'm. This is what I'm saying about um, my leniency with it. I mean, I I do not get stressed about it if I'm out in at a restaurant or I'm at your house and you offer me something on. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and ask you, did this have red dye number four? <laughs> I would never. <laughs> do I, you have I, the label? I just I for the food I buy at my house and we eat primary. You know, the primary mm-hmm. food that I'm eating most of the time. That's what I like to purchase but I'm not extreme about it and the other thing is I want to make sure that I don't develop don't instill like some kind of odd eating issue with my kids right because my son he really wants a chocolate milk that's why I bought him the <laughs> the apple juice and I try to talk to him about it reasonably every day and I again I go on you know I don't w- these foods are healthy and they're nutritious and then the, helps prevent disease and makes you strong and it makes your brain smart and this and that so the other day we were at a birthday party and oh god (laughs) your brain's not smart oh my gosh and they were all so there were dorito chips and popcorn and all the kids were taking some and cameron looked to his friend next to him and he said he got mostly popcorn and a couple dorito chips and he said i'm I'm not going to eat too many Dorito chips today because I'm trying to be healthy. <laughs> so one of the things that we've done is... Um, goes, great. You're going to make our kid seem like a weirdo. But I'm like, I'm trying not he to. He was like 80, yeah, popcorn, exactly. 20, Doritos. He's like, I'm going to have a couple Doritos, but I'm trying to be healthy. Like, I want him to be to understand what healthy means. And I don't want it to be this, oh, you have to be on a diet to be right. to be healthy. I hate that. I hate that. So the, the other... Um, so two things. So first of all, the girls' birthday party is one of the big things that they love about a birthday party is that they get to have Cheetos because mm-hmm. we don't we don't buy that stuff and keep it in the house, you know. And there was one year where I bought the big bag of Cheetos, which I learned never again, and I dumped the Cheetos into a bowl and it was like like vultures on a freshly <laughs> killed cow and the, the Cheetos were just gone. And Ingrid was like, Mom, I never even got one. Like oh. the, all the kids ate them before she even got one. I was like. We'll get another bag. It's okay. Well, they're so good. So now what I do for those parties is I buy a flat with all the individual bags uh, so that yeah. so that not one kid is not housing the whole jumbo bag of Cheetos before the birthday girl even <laughs> picks her way through the crowd. Um, and the other thing, so the other thing about Weight Watchers and eating and stuff, the other thing that I don't do that I don't want to do is eat separate from my family. That's, this is my, this is, yes, I'm glad you brought this point up because a lot of times I'll hear people say, and this is my greatest pet peeve. I have a hard time not saying something, but I usually try not to because it's none of my business. About to say it now. But I'm going to say it now <laughs> is when I say I'm preparing food or I'm at someone else's house and I see them preparing themselves something super healthy, like a piece of chicken, a broccoli, and a sweet potato. But then they'll make their kids like a macaroni and cheese and hot dog and they'll say, oh, they don't, they're fine. They don't need to eat this stuff. Yeah, referring to the healthy food and I'm like this is what's wrong with our society is that we have linked healthy food to weight and that I, I think is where we went all wrong mm-hmm. I'm totally with you we all eat the same food now granted my kids have become increasingly more picky so sometimes I do have to modify what I'm feeding them but it's not because I'm modifying to feed them 
crap when we're eating healthy. Have you um have you read uh, Ellen Satter's Child of Mine? No. It's a it's a feeding book that I love, and Ingrid now pretty much eats everything we eat. Willa will still be super picky, um, but like one of the reasons I like plated meals is because you can deconstruct them. So yeah. a lot. So like it will say like mix all this together, and for the kids I won't. I'll put it like in three separate pieces on the plate. I'll be like, you can mix it all together, and Ingrid now pretty much will, or Willa might eat like two out of the three things like i don't like that yeah yeah and then if that's the case then she gets like a turkey sandwich and that's it like it's not you know it's you're not gonna get ice cream exactly because you didn't eat that um although ellen satter would say let him eat the ice cream it's it's interesting it's an interesting book you would love it i think actually Mm, i should read it um it's about feeding kids and how they like they build up their palate and then it goes straight to hell and then it builds back up again you have to offer food like 12 times before they'll start to eat it stuff like that but what I actually what I mean about the separate food too is that I don't want to make a plated meal and then heat up a Weight Watchers frozen meal and sit there at the table and eat that or yeah or make it obvious instead it would be like the same deconstructed thing where it's like okay here's the meal I'm gonna have less rice and more chicken or whatever and just adjust it so that it's not mom has to eat that because she is she's fat exactly right totally agree I actually think as a society, we have created our weight. We, I mean, we have an obesity epidemic in the country. And I think a lot of that is created simply by the way we educate and teach kids right. about how about what it means to eat healthy. Everyone, the federal hot lunch program is... Uh, and my kids take hot lunch because it's easy. And honestly, hot lunch is one of the things that helped Ingrid try new foods when yep. she was littler. Now she won't take it. She does, but she makes her own lunch or we make her a lunch. I, the it, goal is for her to make her own lunch, but lately we've been making it more for her. And not to totally attack the the USDA school lunch program, because it is better. I mean, believe it or not, it's better than what it used to be. They're trying to kill it, though, because... Oh, I saw that. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's I mean, it's already... It's still terrible in my book. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing that bothers me about it is they'll feed them foods like beans, baked beans. They're on the menu every other day. I mean, do you know any kid that likes baked beans? I loved him when I was a kid. You maybe did? They, oh, yeah. oh, maybe it's just my kids. My, I'm because I worry when I send my kid. I he you, he can pick out lunch once a week, and he and I swear every time he picks it, it's beans. So I'll ask him <laughs> what he ate, and he'll only eat the main thing because he never likes the sides. I remember when I was teaching, we had a salad bar, which was awesome, and you could get it as a teacher. So I did that. But I remember watching a kid one day. I think you've heard this story, but I watched a kid fill his little tray, and he filled like three pockets with butterscotch pudding. And he filled the other two with bacon bits. Oh, my gosh. And that was his lunch. And I was like, you know, that kid went home and his mom said, what'd you have at school today? The salad bar. Exactly. Oh, I had salad bar. And she's like, oh, my child is so healthy. I've put (laughs) such good like and it was or the other one. I remember doing a nutrition lesson with my students. One drank a, you know, they call them bug juice, like the little barrel shaped sugar water. Those are off my Oh, those are not in my house. Those are like red dye number 40, red dye number five. Plus, plus high fructose corn high syrup. Fructose cor- I mean, there's not even, there's nothing, there's no nutrient in those. But it was, They're so this was a kid you. from a family who, low information. Yeah. And they really thought they were sending their kid juice every day and thought that this was a healthy choice that he was getting juice every day. Yeah. And then we did a, we did one where we um had them cut out labels from stuff they ate during the week and then I brought in you would love this one I brought in like a 10 pound bag of sugar and like a couple huge things of Crisco and had them measure out the fat and sugar in each of their things and that's awesome they had to so that was like like McDonald's hash brown was like 17 pounds of fat (laughs) (laughs) and they did this display of what are you really eating what's in the honey buns that you're getting from the cafeteria at snack time and it was like six billion grams of sugar and they fill up a barrel and put the label on it but it was like this whole thing where they had to like actually measure it out and they had to they learned like so it was also like tied in with units of measurement and teaspoons versus grams and weight and all of that kind of stuff but it was a it was a really interesting it was like i bet those kids and that was 15 years ago i bet those kids that had that class still remember that because it was like such a whoa it was I, i love it and i mean i think the school does have an obligation, sadly. I mean, I, I, it's too bad it has to come to this, but I think it is important to educate about all of these issues re- related to health. Because, like, for me, I came from a low SES family, and I, lear- I started learning about nutrition in high school. 
What and made you learn about it? I don't know. Something interested me. I, I, I was in a class and I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then I... Did you have... So here's one that I've noticed as, a, as an adult that I noticed a, a while ago. There was never size zero pants when I was in high school. There was when I was in high and, school. Or double zero. Yeah. And I feel like that is so... I don't know. I feel like when I look at that, I'm like, I feel like you're setting up girls for a goal for an eating disorder. Like I am not anything until I'm actually literally nothing. Until I'm zero, zero. Zero, zero. I got to be a zero, zero, size zero, zero. I wish I would just do the sizes like men. Like this is my waist. 36, yeah. Exactly. And so, because and, nobody's waist is zero. Yeah. So stop putting a mm. destination <laughs> goalpost of zero on pants that are marketed towards 14 year old girls drives me batshit i never Crazy. thought about that but it's a great point so anyway and and also trying to just like i hate i mean as as body positive as i try to be i kind of i hate shopping i hate it so much i hate shopping too because i feel like i'm short and i'm round and things either are too long or they're it's just always a nightmare where but and I, so I'm envious of those. I can just be like, oh, this is... And I don't even get hung up on the number, really, you know, because the numbers are different in every store. But I don't know, except for the it zeros. Is, I'm like, come on now. I do wish we did it like men because it is tough because at one store you could be one size and then you could try, especially for us now because we have to order so many things online. Oh, yeah. That you could order that same size at a different company and you could try it on and it's it doesn't fit you at all. And then... Then you get all, it's like a psychological thing. Dave is, Dave is actually a hard one. Like even he's a man, but he has, it's hard to buy for, for shirts because he has, he works out and is kind of like a triangle shape. So he doesn't like, like mediums are sometimes too big, but smalls are too small. But then he, at one, remember one point he was like, well, I think that the only shirt that really fits are mediums, but only if they say made in Bangladesh, like a Bangladesh <laughs> medium was what worked, but a Vietnam medium was like, no, it was too big. And it, and it is hard, like if it fits around his shoulders and his arms, then sometimes it's huge around his waist just because of the way he's built. I'm like, yeah, welcome to every other part of my body. This is exactly how I am getting dressed every day. Um, I like summer better now that I've found the magic of the skort. I love yeah. my skorts. It's like easy peasy, long pants or because skorts don't care if you're short. They don't care. <laughs> well, that's I wear dresses almost every day because it's they're forgiving. They're comfortable and it's one outfit. Yeah. So you don't have to think, oh, what am I going to match with these pants and it's cold out. I'm going to need a cover sweater or something, a blazer. But with a dress, you just boop, put the dress yeah. on. There you go. Dressed. Comfortable. Done. Exactly. So are you ready for favorite things? Yes. All right. Okay. So I have this new favorite thing. It is awesome. It's called honey. Do you have it? Uh, honey. Okay. So it's- I a, have it in my tea. Okay. So honey, it's this button. And you probably know the actual name of it. You know when you can put a button on your- um, An extension? Book, bookmark. Yeah. It's an extension. Okay. So you can get on your on your browser on your on browser, yeah. And you can also and you can also get it for Amazon. So it's awesome. The other so yesterday or the day before, I don't remember. I made a big Amazon order, and as I before I went to pay, Honey searched all of Amazon, and then alerted me to items I had in my cart that were less expensive from another seller. Same item. Oh, nice! But it was. A better deal so and then and then you just click one button and it will swap it out of your cart for you for the item that is less expensive so then I did uh, Talbot's is having their annual major 80% off sale so I had a little run-in with our local Talbot so I've decided to start shopping <laughs> online they really irritated me one day so I'm so frustrated by them so anyway I um so I made my order online so I had my items in the cart and then I pushed my honey button my order went from eighty dollars to fifty six. Wow! Actually, no, I think it was fifty two. It was eighteen dollars savings. Yeah, it was fifty two, because it searched for like any available coupon code. So I ended up and I ended up getting free shipping, which was eight dollars. And they found a twenty five percent off cu- uh, coupon code. So it just dropped my order even less. And I still was able to use my merchandise credit from Card Cash. Nice. So I, you got to get it. It's awesome. It does all the work for you. 
wonder how that works with Ebates because I use Ebates too. Oh, you use Ebates. I, I've like, never used Ebates. Maybe yeah. it's similar to Ebates. It, might, it sounds sort of similar. So I, I'll have to, I'll, I'll install it. I'll try it. Yeah, let me know. So my favorite thing this week, Kelly already knows what it is because oh, I texted yeah, her. Oh yeah, this is actually, this kind of goes <laughs> along with our. It goes around uh, with all of our health and stuff yeah. is telemedicine and the specific service that I used is called Doctor On Demand. So I have, it's, it's more complicated than this, but I have recurrent cold sores and I, I even I think I was complaining about feeling weird when we recorded last week and so I was like feeling weird and then it burst into a cold sore and then it became it started I could feel it going across my is it trigem, trigeminal nerve yep there you go. I'm pronouncing Good. it right but that's where they end up so I could feel the tingling on my jawline and the cold sore was on my lip which is not usually where I get mine I usually get them on my eyes but isn't that pretty <laughs> <laughs> but anyway I could feel it on my chin and I was like oh my god and it was Friday night and I was literally antsy because of the pain in my head and it was my I had texted Kelly I was like is there anything to make my lymph glands my lymph nodes not hurt so much well, she said she had a sore throat well it was well it was I could feel it yeah all through my ears and eyes and my all of my lymph nodes were swollen up I couldn't even touch it was like this antsy and it was stupid because it's a, like if you looked at me, I just had a cold sore on my lip. But they're vicious. Yeah. And so and Dave was like, you need to go in like something is wrong. So and I um, and I had thought about going in on Friday, but it was a snow day. So I didn't go in on Friday. And then I was like, I'll, I'll just power through. And Friday night, it was a wreck. And Dave was like, you need to do something. But I did not want to go. I did not want to go to walk in care because we're in widespread flu yeah. season right now. So I went, he took the kids. He's like, go to walk in care. I'm taking the kids. He took them to see a movie, went to the flea market and did all this stuff. And I took a shower and I was, it was literally a shower revelation. I was like, oh, we have that doctor on demand thing. And I had just removed the app from my phone because when we first got it, I added it like all excited and never used it. So I just, when I got my new phone, I took it off. I was like, oh, I'm never going to need that. So I came downstairs and I looked it up. And I, it was, so it was 20 minutes. So I sat down on my computer. I didn't even do it on my phone. Created the account. Do you have insurance? Yep. What's your insurance number? Here you go. Oh, because you have this insurance will be $49. This is available to anyone without insurance. And if your insurance doesn't cover it, it's $75. And I know um, my walk-in care bill or a sick visit bill would be 103 with my insurance. So already it was half price. And I signed in. Wait, and I put in some basic health stuff, the medications I take, my age, my gender, my name, all that kind of stuff. And then connecting you to a doctor in one minute. And one minute later, boom, here's this lady. And she's <laughs> like, I just read, just read your records. I see you have an issue with the cold sores. And I was like, yes, this is a recurring thing. I just need a prescription refilled to take care of it. But it's, you know, Saturday, flu season, blah, blah, blah. She was like, okay, she had me feel my glands and stuff and my lymph nodes and all that and she was very professional like she like I was like just write down Valtrex here yeah. call it in we're good <laughs> so she went through the whole thing like I just feel like I should defend her that she was really doing her job yeah um and so she went through the whole thing she's like all right I'm gonna call it in and I'm gonna give you two extra refills and anything else no it was 20 minutes from the time that I signed opened my laptop to the end of the visit the prescription was called in. I went and picked it up. I came home. I took it. It was like within hours I started feeling better. And now I have, I'm going to actually refill the prescription so I just have it on hand. And that and it was great. And it was $49. I would have paid twice as much. I would have spent. Twice, five times uh, as long. More than five lists. times. Because you, you would have triaged in at the lowest level. Because it's oh, yeah. not an emergency. And the last time I went to walk-in was when I, before our Disney trip, I was pretty confident I had influenza and I get a shot every year, but it was one of those bad match years. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't get I can't get the rest of my family sick. And I went to I normally wouldn't go. And I went and it was to, it was so empty. I thought they had forgotten about me and I opened the door to look out. It was so quiet and I was still there for three hours. Yeah. And so I would have been there for hours. So literally 20 minutes, comfort in my own home, no exposure to germs, half the price. It was amazing. Walgreens on their app they have a similar service called MD Live and a lot of insurances will cover it or it's a or it's a flat rate fee and it is so when I would use this is something like this I know ex I know exactly what it is I know what the solution is I just the only thing between me and relief is a doctor appointment and a prescription perfect if someone like when you look at the list of things they do um 
like skin rashes, ear infections. Uh, I don't know if they do ear. I, I, didn't. I thought I thought mine said that ear infection. It could um, UTI. People who get UTIs usually get UTIs enough that they know whether it's a UTI. Uh, uh, pink eye. If my kids had pink eye. I remember there was one time I had to deal with that. It's like a whole, they got pink eye at Sugarloaf, and I managed to convince my ped to call in a prescription for me. Um, if I was on vacation. Same mm-hmm. thing. So I'm a, if I was in Disney World and all of a sudden popped out with a cold sore, I don't want to go find an Orlando walk-in care and who knows where. I just want you to call in a prescription to the nearest Walgreens and I'll go get it. So it was amazing. There's different services offer it. Check and see if your health insurance covers it because I have an HSA. I paid the full 49 If I had, um, If I had the HMO, it would be like a $25 copay and covered by insurance. I cannot. I, I. It was like life changing, and I wish I had called them earlier in the week. It was I, awesome. I think that for the, all the the um, health reasons that they list, too, you shouldn't be that nervous about about using it because they're medical doctors. They're all doctors, I mean, and we were just my my brother's girlfriend and I were just talking about that because she's a nurse, um, and we were talking about assessment. I mean, most healthcare providers assessment is quite astute where they can look at you and say all right there's something more going on here than i can treat over md live they would refer right. you to the er they're not going to put you at i mean hopefully they're not and gonna i would put assume in- that they don't they probably don't prescribe narcotics i probably right, couldn't exactly. roll it and be like it's, it's gonna my be tooth hurts need some oxys but for those those little things where you know yeah. what's happening you just need I, mean, it, I was like the perfect best case scenario for this and it was awesome and i felt better and then I mentioned about it, and my cousin is in um, Texas, and his wife posted their infant had gotten influenza, and then the rest of them started to fall. And so after the the baby had gone to peds and been officially diagnosed, and she used the service and called in and said, we have influenza in the house. Like, yeah, you probably have it. Tamiflu, go pick yeah. it up. And yeah. that was it. Like, we're never going to bother. We don't need a swab because it's already, you've already entered the hot zone. Yeah. Just go get it. It was, so there are things that, like, if you had to... Obviously, you couldn't use it for a broken bone, <laughs> you know, things right, like that. But right. it was awesome. But I then loved it. she, when I was talking to her about this, she also said that one of the reasons why people are dying of influenza right now is because they're not getting treated or they're, not, they're writing off some of their symptoms and then not going in. And then when they finally go in, they're septic. Mm-hmm. So I think that just a little public service just to be yes. careful about your symptoms with influenza and not being treated um, if you're... Yeah, there was a woman in New Hampshire, like a healthy 38-year-old woman with no underlying conditions who said, oh, Tamiflu has bad side effects, which I took Tamiflu that time and I immediately started throwing up and then like I threw up like twice and then kept taking it and it was fine. But that's a known side effect I Googled after I was like, it was like the weirdest, like, I'm fine. Oh my God, I'm not. Yeah. It was weird. And some people just need fluids too. So So anyway, that's everyone's really hyped up about the flu right now I, well and I, th- I think with them it was that the baby had it and then they felt it coming on and they were like we need to right stop like well, we know what's is, coming that is different yeah, yeah yeah totally and then you know of course wash your always seek we're not doctor well no. actually technically kelly is a doctor but she's not a medical no, doctor yeah. if you Bad would like this if you would a like medi- a bibliography talk to kelly but <laughs> this is not a medical show yes wash exactly. your hands get a flu shot and report to your local ER if you're having difficulty breathing. Exactly. If, if you're having difficulty breathing right now, call please 911. hit pause. <laughs> call 911. It's like our voicemail at our doctor's office. All right. So that it wraps it up for episode 19. And we'll keep you posted on what happens with the Weight Watchers and all of that. And you can find us on Facebook where we share fun pictures and stories and stuff like that and we're at balancing chaos on facebook and you can email us if you have any questions or anything that you'd like us to cover go ahead and email us at balancing chaos podcast at gmail.com and if you want you can always leave a review for us on itunes or stitcher and until next week bye bye